Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Point Break Minute. It's happening, it's here, it's what you've dreamed of. I'm Marin Kennedy. The one from the dream. I'm Jessa Lowe. <laughs> okay. And, and we have, I, I want to do a little introduction uh, because this is a very special, it's always a very special episode. All of our episodes are special, but today, even more so, we are welcoming back for the first time, former guest of the Point Break Minute, Elliot White. Hello! Oh, I was Hello. on the edge of my seat through that whole thing. I knew yeah, that I, I was the guest, but I was still, like, very excited to hear. I might have said something else. You don't know. I might have, like, been like, and we have actually have another guest that you weren't aware of. You guys are, like, mean girls, secret three-way calling me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's no, a wave but... of the future, secret three-way podcasting. Oh, my God. Yep. And you, if you had introduced another guest, I would have just sat here politely and so sad while you three did the podcast. Oh. And just been like, It'd oh. be like a... Oh. It'd be kind of a Jerry Springer thing, like, and your father is <laughs> <laughs> also here. We invited him. <laughs> without knowing, without you knowing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back, Elliot. I felt like, um, you know, we, we just loved having you on before, and because you made us, I mean, n- nothing against our other guests. They're all, they've all been amazing. But you made us laugh maybe oh. more than anyone else yeah. has. <laughs> um. I chuckled to the um, adult Simba describing oh, we'll never forget adult yeah, simba or uh, a boy just riding his flatulent meat boat i just feel like you're re- like i don't remember saying that shit you guys are just like reading some good tweets you found like I don't, none of that came out of my mouth no we assure you you can we can check the records on that yeah. um that was about a swiss army man i remember yeah. when we first saw that um so welcome back. Uh, we we're doing a couple of different minutes. Um, uh, very different minutes. Uh, yeah, I would one. say we're, extremely different minutes. <laughs> yeah, we, I remember the previous ones. It was all about Swayze sort of coming out of the waves and uh, just very sexy, sexy minutes. Mm-hmm. Very sexy minutes. Very romantic minutes. Yeah, um, I, w- I was pretty certain that this movie was just like a very gentle, like butt focused softcore. Yeah, uh, not not as well. There's still some butts <laughs> Fair in enough. this movie, but uh, not. <laughs> but not this is where shit starts to get a little real yeah this is where the the butts start to get a little shitty (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, no not not really uh so no patrick swayze in this minute unfortunately Mm -hmm. which i was kind of sad but i I still wanted you to come on for these minutes to give you sort of a a different taste Mm -hmm. of uh, a point break Mm -hmm. so we're starting with minute 53 Take it away, Jessa. So minute 53 begins with zigzag. Uh, Sorry. Minute 53 begins with zigzag, a.k.a. war child, um, coming into... Zigzag is uh, Jessa's nickname for war child. Okay. He hasn't been been on on the minutes for, well, just like five minutes, I guess, so. Yeah, I didn't realize that his name was war child until Murren reminded me in this minute. Cause I was like, Hey, zigzag looks different. Um, <laughs> but I did, like just that so you just have your own lore for these movies. And I, I always appreciate that. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. What um, is a minute podcast for? If not to unlock that rich inner tapestry. E- yeah, exactly. 
exactly, exactly. And part of this inner rich inner tapestry of this minute is that Zigzag, aka Warchild, at first glance looks like an extra from the Bill Cosby show. <laughs> he looks like he has his hair down in these minutes, whereas before he had it kind of pinned back. I think mm-hmm. yeah, very tightly pulled back, so you yeah. couldn't see those gorgeous curls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see the zigzag, which is uh, obstructed now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to. I just do want to say, like, back on the name for Warchild, he is actually, I think, the only. No, maybe, maybe they say Bunker's name, but he's. I think he, like he has the most distinctive name of this group of this this gang because of the infamous Patrick Swayze line delivery. Back off, Warchild. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I need to stop you. Did you say there's a man in this movie named Bunker? <laughs> we'll go over these oh, names. Oh yes, Bunker we'll over and these Warchild. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, and that's not that's not even as like bad as they get. We also have passion for slashing. Like it's it. really yeah. This this is Mad no, Max no, we'll, level. Yeah, we'll go over just to, just to go over the the names of this uh, this drug gang again. We have a mm-hmm. uh, Warchild. He's the leader. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, uh, Bunker, who's kind of the second in command. He's kind of the doofy looking one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have Tone. <laughs> Which is Anthony uh, Kiedis. That's Anthony Kiedis uh-huh. of the Red Get Hot it? Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. Because he's a musician. Because music. Mm. And then mm. the uh, the um, the fourth one is Archbold. He's he's the one who has a real name. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, follows, how did they let him in? Which, <laughs> which follows the same pattern as the the other gang, which mm-hmm. is uh, where they have Nathaniel as the one who has he's just full name, no nickname, yeah. just mm-hmm. Nathaniel. Nathaniel, not Nate. <laughs> No, nope, not even Nate, not Nathan, Nathaniel. And so. then here's some great other names mm-hmm. of like the lesser known members. There's Psycho Stick, Passion for Slashing, Surf Rat, Freight Train. We'll get to Freight Train. Fiberglass <laughs> and Corey. <laughs> you, there, there you, thank you, Jessica, for just randomly naming some character names from the movie. Yeah. Were they yeah. just like, always, always fun? Were they on a set and just like naming people after things they saw? Like, <laughs> oh, well, there's the, there's a quarry. Like, okay, that's that's a there's a, and we've got a bunker. Like, all right, cool, that's a that's a guy. <laughs> I just wish they had had George Lucas on set naming these characters. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that one that one can be uh you know he's a surfer, so maybe he could be Surf Bagazo or something like that, and then we can get uh this guy's kind of he's into drugs, so he'll be like druggy bababa and uh, <laughs> yep yep. This guy wears a beanie, so he's gun hat. <laughs> gun, gun hat. Gun hat sleaze begano. Indeed. <laughs> that all just sounds like one of those random Facebook name generators. Totally. It, yeah, yeah, I think George Lucas is actually just answering all of those questions whenever people submit for those. It's just him like, oh, I have to think up an answer for this now. Yeah. <laughs> he's constantly it's, working. I'm surprised it's taken me this long to do my George Lucas impression. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You got to be here for it. Uh, it helps to have kind of a yeah. sore throat too. Mm, mm-hmm. Murrin did bust out in one of our early dates his Morgan Freeman impression. Which <laughs> oh, was, oh, how romantic! Uh, it was, it was pretty romantic. I it, didn't. It, I forgot about that. It took my breath away. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe I did that. You also had a mustache on this. Oh, right? my, I remember that. <laughs> Sorry. That was unfortunate to be extreme. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on with the movie. <laughs> I guess we should. Um, so, Zigzag, a.k.a. Warchild, comes into this room. As I said, to me, at first glance, he looked like an extra from the Bill Cosby show. But at second glance, he really doesn't. 
um, because what I thought was a nice little like 90s sweater vest is actually like a old leather jacket that's been made into a vest and then graffitied over mm. and then just completely bare stomach with a stomach tattoo. So he'd be like the kids that Bill Cosby wouldn't want his kids to date. <laughs> <laughs> be one of the bad kids in one of the episodes where I have to like learn a lesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a whole uh, episode in, like, would be about pressure. how he can't come over. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes into Anthony Kiedis's room and is like, come on, we got to get our shit together. There's like people out there. And Anthony Kiedis unleashes this zebra print bag of terror. <laughs> and oh, yeah. it's in like a gun arsenal in what can only be described as a really bad hairstylist's shit bag. <laughs> and like, yeah, that zebra print looked kind of like velvet zebra print, maybe cloth. Yeah, somebody got it from Spencer's Gifts or something <laughs> and like was like repurposing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, a, they they like tore apart a cool dice bag. Yeah. <laughs> Some middle school girl came back to her cubby to find it robbed. <laughs> <laughs> My cubby. <laughs> Um, so they they all start you know getting together getting all their guns and their arsenal underway freaking out yeah they are they're freaking the fuck out my my first two notes for this this minute are like oh guns oh boobs (laughs) in a a second we just get like uh gary Busey comes to comes to the door when he's, he's has his uh his character he's in character yeah. as this man who is looking for his dog Scooby. Yeah. And he he Scooby he's, the uh what was it, what was it the Scoodles? What? Scooby the, the cockapoo? The cockapoo? cockapoo. He says cockapoo. He's, he says he's looking for a cockapoo. Yeah. We get to that yeah but he he looks like it looked to me like he was about to knock on the door but then this woman just opens it like she was she was Oops. like waiting for him to come to the door. Mm-hmm. Um but she's already just very impatient. So and like, hello, I'm boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just the the door opens and the camera is focused right on her boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first note. Was just oh, boobs and Busey. Yes, yes. good. Yes. Go yes. on. <laughs> and he, he has a nice little like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. And he he talks about he's looking for his his dog his little dog his little cockapoo and he does this gesture where he like pushes his nose up like he has a, it has a nose like and he like does like a vampire bat nose thing. Mm-hmm. And cockapoos don't look like yeah. that. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Busey. I know all smushy-faced dog breeds. And cockapoos are not smushy-faced dog breeds. They are just like cocker spaniels. Jesse, but, you're an aficionado on yeah. this subject, I would say. Yes. All I care about is having smushy-faced dogs in my life. So and the cockapoo doesn't fit that description. No. I, so. I literally believed until this moment that he was making that up and there was no such dog as a cockapoo. <laughs> oh, there is. It's a cocker spaniel oh, yeah. and a poodle mixed. Yeah. And they look very similar to another breed mix called a schnoodle. Oh. And, uh, is that a schnauzer and a poodle? Oh, yeah. Is, is that a type of pastry? <laughs> a schnoodle. <laughs> and a labradoodle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do no, believe in labradoodles. I've seen yes. them. Okay. Yeah, that does sound. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a snickerdoodle and a uh, uh, sh- and mixed with schnapps. I don't know, <laughs> delicious <laughs> with like schnapps flavored. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds like like the, uh, the another name for like a nice old Jewish cookie, little Hanukkah mm, cookie. Yeah, instead of the mm. yeah, yeah, like a hamantaschen. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. 
That sounds like it could be a dog breed, too. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is my Hamantosh and Duke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a good boy. Yeah. Aww. Oh, and such a fine crumb on him. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what a lovely crumb coat. <laughs> um, so then uh, Boobs answers the door. Um, the teasing in her hair is so bad. <laughs> she looks pretty trashy. And I, I, I was trying to figure out who, what actress this is. And uh, I think... It's Gloria Mann playing the character of Fierce Woman. Um, because she does tell Gary Busey to fuck off, which is pretty fierce. Like, you gotta, you gotta have some cojones to tell Gary Busey to fuck off. Yeah. Um, it was hard to tell because there are no pictures of her that I could find of her at this age. And she looks kind of different now, but I, I think and that's her, who that is. Her and current she, headshot may or may not be a bowl cut with some plastic surgery. Yeah. So, so not totally 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure that's who's playing this character. She doesn't really have any other uh, credits of note either. Yeah. So we'll move on. Yeah. So this scene has some interesting tonal shifts between the lawnmowers going and Keanu's like, yo, can you hear me? To his friends. Um or his his coworkers and his coworkers can't hear him. So going in between that, like he's in he's in a war zone, just like can you hear me? Yeah, walkie talkie, like guys, come in, can you hear me? So going between that chaos with no music, he's also talking. He's uh, he's talking to Cullen, who is the guy who why who did the wire for Gary Busey in the previous minutes, and uh, I don't I don't know what he's up to in these minutes. We don't see him at all. And why would he be asking for Cullen? Cullen, I guess Cullen's like the handler, kind of. I thought he he was saying Colin, like Colin Alvarez. I'm pretty sure he's saying Colin because Colin is the other the other guy. But then he says Alvarez. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. That would make more sense because yeah, I don't know why he would like. We don't see Colin in these minutes. Like he he might just be in like the car. In my mind, Colin is like in the car, like listening in, ready to call for backup. But apparently, no one can hear anything. Yeah, you guys are talking about so many people, and I was just sitting here like, oh my god, is Keanu Reeves going to get killed by a lawnmower? <laughs> oh. Well, well, yeah. Well, oh, no! Uh, <laughs> it it comes closer than you'd think. Yeah. What is this movie about? I mean, we, we haven't <laughs> gotten... This movie we haven't, gets real. We haven't gotten to the, that minute quite yet, yes. but, uh, I mean, it's the... That it is Chekhov's this lawnmower. Is why, we'll say that. <laughs> this is why I fucking love this movie. Is because it's so batshit crazy. Yeah. You have Keanu Reeves as a football player. <laughs> you have the quarterback punk. You have like all of this nonsense, and then it's like, oh, oh wait, nope. Things are things are actually really intense, and that's what makes this movie so but good. Still insane. Mm-hmm. Like these these three minutes that we're gonna do which we'll do in the next few days of course mm-hmm. we'd never record all in one setting of course obviously not um but uh yeah they just get just they ramp up from minute to minute and get more and more insane but yeah the lawn the, the that damn lawnmower mm-hmm. um starts up and no one can hear anything over the walkie-talkie at all yeah which as i've said before that lawnmower would not in real life in real life because this is so realistic um that yeah that lawnmower wouldn't be there if that wouldn't be an issue yeah they, w- they would have like cleared out the area yeah, yeah cool. but i do appreciate the little tonal shifts they have between the chaos of the lawnmower and then the chaos inside of them trying to get ready with these like weird like drone tones mm-hmm. happening Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, it's all like sort of uh, sound effects. There's no music. Yeah. Um, it's just like sound that's coming from you know the lawnmower or the shower in the background and stuff like that. To sort well, of. Well, there's ramp some up the actual tension. like like 
Oh really? Sounds, it's yeah. like it's like a Hans Zimmer <laughs> mouse. Yeah. Like a little tiny Hans Zimmer. Like, yep. bow. <laughs> yeah. I did. I I didn't hear those at all, but I trust you on that. Yes, they were happening because I noticed because they were doing that with weird slow motion bits, and it was just like they were having slow motion. Oh yeah, yeah. They did notice the slow motion. I guess I didn't take notice of the the sounds, but yeah, they have like these like when he tosses the gun to him. That one one yeah. guy tosses the gun to the other guy. It's like suddenly slow motion. Yeah. Oh, because they're like they're so. I guess it's like the the adrenaline is pumping so much that like time is slowing down. Oh, mm-hmm. there you because these guys are just freaking out. Yeah, they're really not being very inconspicuous. Yeah, it seems like I mean I I bet at least at least Tone, who's kind of freaking out the most in these minutes, uh, is like he may be just all high right now. They may all be high and just like they don't they just can't deal with this he right now. He definitely seems the most high out of all. Yeah, definitely. Though. I mean it's it's Anthony Kiedis. He's probably you know just has it in his system all the time. Yeah. Speaking of which. There is a shot um, where there is a sex swing, question mark? Yes. Yes, I I believe. I mean, it was in the background. Behind him, and then a bunch of chain rattling sounds. Yeah. Which we weren't sure if they were ambient or if they were, like, the sounds of, like, artillery shells, like, being, like, stocked up. I I, I want to say it's the sex swing, and, I, and in my mind it's like they put it up in this house because they thought it'd be an awesome idea, uh, and it's like have a party house with a sex swing, mm-hmm. and then like just getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and just like running into this thing, and you're like, <laughs> God damn it! And the train just rattle and wake everyone up. It's like, and oh, this is sex like the swing. least sexiest house ever to have a sex swing. But, you know, isn't that always the case? Like, you think you really want that wood-fired pizza oven, or you think you really need that hutch, or, like, you just can't go without that sex swing, and you just never use it. It's like, why'd you even put it up? You're, like, holding your laundry and your sex swing between loads. It becomes the equivalent of the chair in the corner. Totally, totally. You rest your keys on one of its many loops. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're using it for something. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's how I feel like it would be. Yeah. Speaking of the house, um, the set design for this house is very good. Yeah. Um, I, I, for a second, I thought about like well, let me watch these minutes and like figure out every poster yeah, and like thing that was on the wall, but like it just would have taken too long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff. And I think Misfits, there's like a Metallica. Yeah, I saw Misfits. Like it make it all makes sense. Um, but they they did a good job making this look like a trash house. Mm-hmm. A trash house in which everyone was only allowed to wear garbage, either like yes. literal garbage yeah. on the men or like emotional garbage on the women. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah Derelict was very much in style. Oh, Derelict. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, is there anything else you want to say about this minute? I just want to say War Child is going to war. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. There's a moment where he just like cocks his gun and he's ready and he's like, "Oh, Warchild's living up to his name. Oh. He's ready." Uh, one thing I really liked in this minute was the like the the fear of like being on a phone and the people you're talking to can't hear you. I oh. found that like so relatable in 2018 oh, yes. that like if this call drops and I can't you know continue to speak to my friends, maybe they'll be murdered by criminals. Aww. Like. That really that spoke to me a lot. That really grounded oh. this movie in reality for me. Yes, I I can speak to that. My my current job, uh, day job, is um, I'm a receptionist, mm. and whenever someone calls in, and they sound like this, and if maybe have uh, a foreign accent as well, 
Mm-hmm. And they were talking to me very quickly, and like this, and I just like, and, then mm-hmm. there, and I have to ask them to repeat themselves, <laughs> and then they get repeatedly more and more agitated. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't, I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. So I can well, relate to that for sure. And I love how when you ask people to repeat themselves, they just say exactly the same thing with the same tone, same inflection. They just yeah, like do and, it again and more quickly with mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just louder. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then until mm-hmm. all of a sudden they they're really loud out of nowhere. Yes. That's usually how it works. Yeah. <laughs> this episode also made me realize that I'm afraid of lawnmowers. Oh. Spe- yeah, I mean, they, they specifically, you can tell, you know, you, you can predict what will happen. Mm-hmm. Because they specifically picked a lawnmower, which I feel like you don't see very much, which is the, the open-bladed lawnmower <laughs> that also has a motor on it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, the it, it looks like designed to kill children and small yeah, animals. It, looked like, it was like a push mower, but then also had a motor on it. Yeah. So to have that open blade, just to make it as dangerous as possible, so you you can predict what what may happen. <laughs> I can't fathom what you mean. No, I think that's all I have for this minute. No. All right. Uh, recommendations. Elliot, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I feel like this movie doesn't need my recommendation, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, if you like horror shit, uh, you should go see Hereditary. Mm. Um, oh. It's in theaters now. It's uh, it's really fucking good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a, like a, a relative newcomer to the horror genre, which means I've been like blasting myself with horror over the last couple years. And nice. uh, this is the first time in a long time I've been like legitimately surprised and scared and not like it, it was just I don't know. It just it like worked for me on every level. It's like really beautifully shot. Uh, they do a lot of like really interesting framings. Um, the uh, the audio design is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I really just I like loved it from start to finish, and I've never been so stressed out in a movie theater. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's uh, the trailer looked amazing, and uh, it looks like a great movie. We haven't gotten around to it yet, so thank you for that Super recommendation. Super high on our list. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Tony Collette is like one of the best actors of our oh. generation. I think. Oh so my I'm god! So excited to see her in that. Totally. Yeah. Does it get pretty pretty gory? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't always do very well with gore, and there was definitely a lot of me, like, really intensely checking out the banister in the movie theater to my <laughs> left while I sort of kept watching with my peripheral vision. Um, uh-huh. But it, none of it feels, it's definitely not like a Saw movie, you know, none of okay. it feels, like, gratuitous for gratuity's sake. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely check it out. And then awesome. go watch something, like, really calming afterwards. Okay. Yeah. That's that's part of the experience. You're yeah, like, I, get to, I can. I I put myself through this. Mm-hmm. Now I get to relax and just like yes. calm down with kitten videos. Yeah, totally. Go with somebody you can hug. Yeah. Oh, someone you can snug. No. Yeah. yeah. Jessa, do you want to go next? Yeah. Um. So this may be my first non-movie or oh. television recommendation. Ooh. I'm recommending. My favorite book, which is Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Mm. Um, and it is a basically a satire on the world's arms race. It's really funny and really haunting. And it's not like, I mean, I had, I had to kind of look up what it was about, like to summarize <laughs> it here. So it's not mm. like it hits you over the head with a this is all the issues happening in the world today. Um, which usually turns me off of things. Um, but it does a really good job of combining surrealism with satire of, of some horrible things that were happening at that time. It was written, I believe in the seventies, early seventies. 
um, it has my favorite line of a book of all time um, where kind of in brief context um, a character is basically drowning in a sea of failure and bodies oh. and um, he sweeps his arm out over the bodies as he says to his son one day my son this will all be yours <laughs> and the utmost given up voice and like feel and i don't know something about that just like hits me um so strong right in all the feels and um apparently noah hawley a director of legion and fargo possibly the two best television series currently happening um is potentially creating an adaptation of this book I literally shrieked in the bathtub <laughs> when I like saw this news. Uh-huh. Where you usually do your shrieking. Where I normally do my shrieking. Yes. The shriek palace, you call it. It is my shriek palace. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I fear that if I think about it too much, my heart may explode out of like anticipation. Yeah. The Cat's Cradle is very good. Kurt Vonnegut is very good. Uh, he, I feel like you, you said like it doesn't come off as preachy, and I feel like that's totally true. Kurt Vonnegut does a very good job of like a lot of his books are analogies for something mm-hmm. and have a message, but they never it never seems like he's hitting over the head with it, and it's just done so gracefully and so cleverly. Uh, so yeah, definitely. So I am also maybe doing my first non movie non TV show recommendation. Uh, Elliot and I. Uh, last night attended a live podcast recording of the flop house and i feel like i might have talked about the flop house before but i don't think i've made it an official recommendation it was uh one of the first podcasts i ever listened to and it's probably the reason that we're doing what we're doing at this moment uh i have my own podcast of sorts um they're just three three lovable dudes dan elliot and stewart and they talk about bad movies They, they watch bad movies and then they talk about them um there are a lot of podcasts where they watch bad movies and they talk about them but this was one of the first and I feel like it's the most charming and most kind of down to earth mm-hmm. of the of the bunch, and uh, they're just like three good friends that you can have in your pocket. And Dan actually wrote me back once. Yeah, Jessa, Jessa wrote yeah. an email to Dan about um, how we first how we first started dating, mm-hmm. and we went to, went to see a screening of the Warriors, and uh, she said she called it you called it a bad movie, mm-hmm. which. <laughs> Wasn't really true. It, it's like it's a cheesy movie, I would say, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, cult movie. it's a cult movie. Um, but you go and Dan, Dan wrote back saying, "Bite your lip." Yeah, he said, "Bad movie. <laughs> the Warrior is a bad movie. Bite your lip," which I feel like uh, falls in in line with Dan both like misspeaking at times, uh, which is an ongoing joke, but also being Pervasoid number one, uh, which is canon because I feel like the the. This phrase is bite your tongue. Just like don't say what you're saying, but bite your lip is something that the characters in Fifty Shades of Grey do when they're feeling horny. So I feel like it just fall it just falls right into line with something Dan would say, and it was very charming. But yeah, it's it's a great podcast. Um, and seeing these guys live, um, I I didn't know what to expect, and I was afraid I would be disappointed. But I was it was the opposite. They're oh, just oh uh, the best guys, so and seeing them was honestly inspiring, and I did not expect that. Um, they're just they're great and we uh, went out to the bar afterwards and, and uh, met them and they're all great in person too I got a hug from Dan McCoy and I never oh. want to wash my body again oh yes and that's like I feel like that's that's a um, like shooting a hoop and hitting nothing but net like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a hard it, you know getting getting Dan to hug you is like 
from from the way he pr- portrays himself is maybe not the easiest thing to accomplish at all times. So you you, you accomplished it, and you got a I, high five from Elliot Kalin. I did. I did accidentally tell Dan that I took a lot of joy in his misery before yes. the hug, so that I was, had to kind of rewind and work my way back. That but. was the that was the awkward part. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. it, it was it was a very good night and a very good podcast. So uh, go listen to the Flop House. All right, uh, thanks for tuning in for another Point Break minute. Uh, thank you, Elliot, for coming on board. Um, coming on board the good ship Point Break, um, and uh, going to come back for minute fifty four in a few days. Excellent. Yeah, that that sounds wonderful. A pleasure to be aboard, sir. It does sound wonderful. It is wonderful. We'll see you then. Uh, rate, review, subscribe our podcast, please. More more reviews would be great. I I haven't checked in a while. I don't. I think there's like a couple on there. Um, so we want to like get this moving so thank you so much we i love you all there all out there i'm getting very tongue-tied now like dan mccoy trying to be honest uh but thank you for listening i really appreciate it I don't think I ended that like we usually end it. We usually do a <laughs> thing, and I didn't do it at all. That's okay. Yeah. It, it, it's your fucking podcast. I can yeah. do what I want. That, I, that happens to me all the time when we record. I'm like, I don't know what we do here. And my co-hosts are just like, whatever. Like, who cares? <laughs>